Hi, this is Pastor Frank at First Discipleship Christian Talk. I'm going to continue in our third part of Mainstream Christianity versus Jesus Christ. By the 1950s, there were Catholics, diverse Protestant sects, groups, denominations, along with Jews and Muslims that pretty much made up the religious population of America. The American public at that time was far more pious than they are today. There must be a vague religious creation for an unbiased and inclusive religion of politics to such a diverse, patriotic America. Just as the founding fathers of the United States were diverse in their religious convictions, the universal term of God in deism was a catch-all, vague, and ambiguous name that can fit in most religious intent in whom they worship. Getting a nation off the ground after the American Revolution was not an easy task. Imagine to argue over religious terminology for each book of sacred writ. You're talking only the Hebrew Bible, or only the Quran, or only the New Testament. A good old, well-rounded term to a one-size-fit-all. God. To unite Americans against a created circumstance as a post-Civil War slavery and poor whites, they outnumbered the rich and the rich landowners. Up to this point, there was no rally point or even a rally cry, for that matter, to get behind something and push. James W. Feifeld, Jr. is the pastor of Millionaires. But who is in his congregation? Billy Graham preaching an anti-communism message behind the pulpit and this opens the doors for a very interesting combination of people, opportunities, and technology make way for the evangelicalism of the 1700s, Pentecostalism of the 1800s, and the charismatic movement of the 1900s. They are to be on center stage on a national level to a rally point with a rally cry of anti-communism to pacify the American public of the Red Scare. This is the secular dog whistle of the West. People are gathered together at home, at work, at entertainment events, but mostly at church. The pastors of the churches in America would have the attention and influence of their congregation for at least 30 minutes a week at four to five times a month. James W. Fifield Jr., was pastor to millionaires and the elite class of L.A. in his part of town. This would require a special message every Sunday morning to keep those people there. A perfect kind of message of capitalism, which is adverse to communism. Fundamentally, it is also against scripture, but I will discuss that in later episodes. To the poor man, no matter what race or color in America, collective ownership and a planned economy sounded good. I want to point out that the workers' unions and their members wanted to work with capitalism, not against it. But a small percentage were pro-communist and socialists. Taking a step back and processing the research I've done so far has yielded some unnerving truths about the development of Western Christianity. So continuing, to me is interesting that a creation of deliberate social divide by race, socioeconomics, color, and religion in America, which was thought of as right and socially desired, is now a threat 
of total political paradigm shift. Poor people or the underclass were tired of being exploited in some way, shape, or form by the rich. This creates the haves and the have-nots. In history, this happened in India with Mahatma Gandhi and civil disobedience. Cesar Chavez with boycotting California table grapes in the United Farm Workers Union. To go back a little bit further, the Boston Tea Party, 1773, which was a catalyst to the American Revolution. So to some degree, I could see where this scare can come in only because we have already had a revolution when it comes to tyranny. Which brings me to this principle. Not all laws are legal. For some reason, civil disobedience puts loyalty in question to country and God. Is why the Bible is so important to me if you're going to undergird your argument with Holy Scripture. I can actually visualize how people described in the Bible of the end times will trust lawmakers and politics to save them with merely blind trust and blind obedience, thinking that they have our best interest. End times prophecy is very clear if you ever read the scriptures on it, and the deception is so primary, but very detailed and subtle and smooth. It will take a long cycle of deconstruction in many forms, including the foundations of America and what that may entail. Just remember, in order for the kingdom of God to come, all other kingdoms must fall. Now the last subject in this episode is governing. Let's start with the governors of the states of the developing United States of America. To keep it uncomplicated, each state has its civic complications, and to govern it must have sub-authorities like mayors of counties, cities, and towns, which makes the state as a whole. Governing hundreds of people has been done in Europe before. Governing thousands of people has been done before. But a million? To take it a step further, 300 million. This is unprecedented. Turning national opinion on a dime is not an easy task. It will take some sort of media and support from each leader of each state in each county, city, and town. The process of laws that are put in place for each state or state laws that are to govern that particular state, but state law cannot supersede or undermine federal law, is why we have a Supreme Court to judge by the governing laws of our nation. All of that in a nutshell, we, as people of the United States, have developed into who and what we are in the world today. In only 246 years, that is an amazing feat. The dependency of American ingenuity should have its rightful place, but our trust in our nation cannot supersede God's will and purpose. What President Franklin Roosevelt, Harry Truman, and Dwight Eisenhower faced were very trying times and to make the best decision that faced them in each of their terms in office. They used what they had in their gifts of governing. I can't even imagine these presidents making decisions that would have drove our country into revolution or a coup d'etat. A coup d'etat is basically an overthrow, is a seizure and a removal of our government and its powers. The very fact that we as a country needed a revival of God and American patriotism may or may not have been needed to the extent it was taken, but that's what happened. 
In the next episode, I will take you into the evolution of the American church when put into the spotlight. This is Pastor Frank at First Discipleship Christian Talk. God bless.